What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Wednesday, December 6th edition of the NBA Lineup Generator video. I'm your host, Adam Scherer. You can follow me on Twitter at ShipMyMoneyDFS. And we finally have a normal-sized NBA slate tonight. We have 11 games after having two game slates on Monday and Tuesday because of the in-season tournament. We will be back to that again tomorrow. But for tonight, we have a nice 11-game slate kind of back to normal. And as always, we're going to use the lineup generator to walk through it on both DraftKings and FanDuel. If you're not familiar with the lineup generator, I will get into some of its functions, features, uh, how it'll help you get better at DFS as we go through the show, in addition to how you can sign up to use it for yourself. But first, make sure that you hit the like button, whether you're watching on Twitter or on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're also subscribed to our YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you get alerts when our shows go live. Now we're going to start on the DraftKings side. And the first option that you have is the type of lineups that you want to see, whether you want to see all different types of lineups, chalky lineups, balanced, contrarian, you can get whatever you want. Uh, generally recommend using more contrarian lineups for your larger field tournaments, chalky lineups for your smaller stuff, balanced for stuff in between. For this video, I'm going to go with contrarian. Then the next option you have is to lock in a player. I don't recommend doing this if you're going to play, say, 20 lineups and something. But if you're only playing a single lineup or a couple of lineups, it can be helpful and save you some time to click a name here, lock in whoever you know that you want, and that way the lineups that you're presented with will always have that player. For this video, I'm going to skip it. And then you start to see the lineups. And what these lineups are is on the back end, we are using our player projections, ownership projections, and simulation models. We're simulating the slate using all of that data. And then we're presenting you with individual lineups that grade out as lineups we expect to be profitable in the long run. You can then choose the lineups that you like, discard the lineups that you don't like, and save the ones that you do. Uh, you also have some customization options within those lineups that I'll get into. But first, just to look at what you're being pre uh, presented with here. At the top, you have the salary, fantasy point projection, and the lineups ownership projection. And then here at the bottom, you have a sliding scale for projection and ownership. That sliding scale is useful because knowing this lineup projects for 250 fantasy points or 96% ownership doesn't really tell you much because it's all about how a lineup compares to the alternatives. That's what these uh, sliding scales are telling you. It projects well compared to alternatives. It's also pretty contrarian compared to alternatives. So it looks like a good lineup to save. And for this video, I'm going to just save the first 20. But one of the other, one of the first customization options you have that I was referring to are these arrows over here on the right. You can see that each player has their salary, their fantasy projection, and their ownership. But these arrows over here allow you to swap out individual players if you wish to do so. So maybe you're looking at this lineup and you really like it, but you don't want Rudy Gobert. So you can click the arrows over here. You see you have $200 left over below the salary cap. Rudy Gobert is $7,300. So you have $7,500 to work with. You can see all the available centers and scroll down to 7,500 or less. So you could say replace him with John Collins, with Nick Claxton. You can see that they both project a bit behind Gobert, but you also have the ability to swap a couple of players. So, you know, say you wanted to go down to Daniel Gafford, 25 fantasy point projection, 3% owned. You could swap to him and then go back to the original lineup and upgrade, say, Caleb Martin or whoever you don't want from that lineup. So that is one quick, easy way you can customize your lineups. Now, like I said, I'm going to just save the first 20 here to get us to the next screen where we can see these lineups again, but also see how our exposures look. I accidentally saved 21, so I'm going to go in and get rid of one of these. And now we're back to 20. So we can see that we have 95% Jabari Walker. Nothing too surprising about that. 
Jeremy Grant and DeAndre Ayton are both out tonight for Portland. Walker is a power forward at $4,400. He is projected to be the highest, or sorry, second highest owned player on the slate at 39%. DeAndre Ayton missed one game earlier this year. Duop Reef started the game. Jabari Walker played about 28 minutes. Reef played 20. Now, this game is a bit different because you also don't have Grant. So it is likely that you're going to get Walker playing minutes alongside Reef, whereas they didn't really share the floor much the last time out. That's not a guarantee. You could just get more wing minutes for guys on Portland, but uh, it is likely that that happens. Then you see a huge drop off here, which, again, not very surprising because that's mostly how ownership on this slate is going. Reef is pulling the most ownership at 65%, and you'll notice that we don't have much of him. Uh, Jabari Walker is second. Boyab Magdanovich is third at 27%. Every other player on this slate is currently projected for 18% ownership or less. So just being at 25 to 30% is getting you over the field on most players. Anthony Simons, 5,500, is coming back tonight for Portland. We don't know yet whether or not he is going to start, but he's returning from a thumb injury, not a lower body injury. If he's coming off the bench, I still expect him to be playing upper 20s in minutes. If he starts, he might just be full go. Either way, at 5,500, he looks underpriced. We're getting the 30% at about 15 to 16% ownership. Boyan Bogdanovich played 27 and a half minutes off the bench in his first game back for the Pistons the other night. Remains to be seen if he will rejoin the starting lineup tonight or stay on the bench. But either way, at only $5,100, he looks like one of the best plays on tonight's slate. Kayla Martin is never that exciting, but Hayward Highsmith is out for Miami. We saw Martin start the second half in his place in their last game. Remains to be seen if he'll start tonight or if they'll go to, say, Josh Richardson. But at 5,600, if Martin is starting, he also looks like a pretty good value. We're getting to 25%. Also getting to 25% Shangoon, Moses Brown, Orlando Robinson, Tyus Jones, Trey Young. Now, the centers here are interesting. Moses Brown is really scary. As I mentioned, we have we do have one game this year where we saw the Blazers play without DeAndre Ayton. Moses Brown still was a DNP in that game. They have shown no real interest in playing Moses Brown. Now, tonight is different because of Jeremy Grant being out, but I do think there's a good chance that you just see the wings on Portland pick up those minutes with Jabari Walker maintaining his role as the backup center like we saw last time. So Moses Brown is someone where I probably would like a bit less than 25%. He does certainly have upside. He's 3K flat if you were to get a center split between him and Reef, he's certainly going to be lower owned and makes for an interesting pivot. I just have no confidence in what the Blazers are actually going to do with him. Orlando Robinson started in place of Bam last game, played about 28 minutes. Uh, he looks like a pretty good option at 5K. Tyus Jones having a difficult year for Washington, but at only 5,600, he makes some sense here as well. Always going to be happy to get the Trey Young. Then we start getting into some other value with Jay Sean Tate and Nas Reed. And finally, we have 20% Nikola Jokic, which is interesting because he's only projected for around 5% ownership tonight. So we're paying all the way up to be contrarian, whereas the field is projected to go to more of Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic in that price range. Now, looking at the individual lineups to see if anything stands out, or actually, sorry, um, before we look at the individual lineups, I mentioned being concerned about having 25% Moses Brown. If you've selected your lineup, say you save the 20 lineups that you think you want to play, and you realize you have more of somebody than you're really comfortable with, all that you have to do is click his name over here on the right-hand side, and it's going to highlight all of the lineups that have him in yellow. You can then go in and either use the arrows to swap him out, like I showed you before, or simply discard your least favorite lineups that have him, and then go and replace them. So I just got rid of three lineups that have Moses Brown. Now I'm going to go to get more lineups, and I'm going to select ones that do not have him. And now we can go back to that previous screen. He's now dropped from 25% down to 10%, which is a much more manageable number. You'll, of course, want to pay attention to 
the consequences of that. For example, we now have Kenrich Williams, which is its own issue. Um, again, 3,300, he's cheap. He's also Kenrich Williams and not a great option, but you can keep sort of doing that until you're comfortable with all of your exposures. It's an easy way to make sure that you're getting what you want out of your lineups. Now, looking at the individual lineups, it looks like most of them project for 95 to 105 or so percent ownership, right around 250 fantasy points. So going to scroll through, see if anything really stands out as being particularly low owned or projecting particularly well. Uh, here we have a lineup that projects for 82% ownership. It's still at about 249 fantasy points. So kind of an interesting lineup here. And we're going contrarian at point guard with Tyus Jones and Spencer Dinwiddie. 4% uh, ownership coming into Jones, only 2% to Dinwiddie. Now Dinwiddie is hurt a bit by Cam Thomas's return. Thomas played huge minutes after rejoining the starting lineup last game. So now Dinwiddie has to compete with him and Mikel Bridges for usage. But Dinwiddie still uh, is the primary playmaker for this team. Matisse Thibel, 6% owned. 3,900, not a very good point per dollar option, but he is interesting tonight because small forward is always a relatively weak position. And if the Blazers do elect to go with more minutes for wings, as I mentioned, I think that they are likely to do, you are likely to see more playing time for Thibel, even though, again, what he does with those minutes is certainly up in the air. Nas Reed, 5,100, 5.5% owned, perfectly fine value play. Um, risky, but uh, still gives you some upside at that price. Yurtsevin giving you around 22 minutes. Assuming he stays in the starting lineup, we've seen Kessler off the bench playing around 26, 27. So again, Yurtsevin is risky. He's not going to play a ton of minutes, but he is still cheap. He's only 6% owned. He's a good point per minute guy. We get the Anthony Simons, who is pulling 16% ownership right now. Jabari Walker, again, just sort of eating the chalk there. And then we're able to get up to Nikola Jokic at 4% owned as a contrarian play. Always happy to do that. Now we can switch over and take a look at FanDuel. But before we get into FanDuel, if you are looking to use this lineup, generator for yourself, which I highly recommend. Uh, sign up using the link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube or in the tweet below if you are watching on Twitter. Um, it's $14.95 per week. We created this tool with the single entry, three max, 20 max, lower stakes type players in mind, because one of the most difficult things about grinding your way up in the DFS ecosystem and making money is sustainability and the balance between finding tools that are priced in a way that aren't going to bury you. If you can use the best DFS tool on the market, but if say it's a thousand dollars and you're playing $80 a night, no matter how good it is, no matter how good it makes you, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to make your money back. Now, obviously that's an extreme example, but even using our full uh, Sims package, which is about $200 a month, it's a great product. I recommend it if it makes sense in line with the amount of DFS volume you play. But for a lot of people, it doesn't. And if you put out $200, it's going to be very tough for you to make your money back, even though it will make you better. So we have this tool, $14.95 a week, like I said. It's giving you the end result from our Sims process using our Sim simulation models and our data. It's giving you lineups that we project to be profitable. And then, like I said, you can customize them if you want, but it's give, it's laying out the, the groundwork, the foundation for you to play very strong lineups. It should make you better at DFS. And it's at a price point where you're still going to be able to profit or have the ability to profit because you're not digging yourself into a huge hole by spending a ton of money on tools. So highly recommend checking that out if you haven't already. Now, looking at FanDuel, we're going to go with contrarian lineups and not lock anyone once again. I'm going to save the first 20 lineups here. And we can see how things look different compared to on the DraftKings side. So for FanDuel, just for context, Jabari Walker is projected to be the highest owned player at 37% followed by DeMar DeRozan, Spencer Dinwiddie, 
Desmond Bain, and Kyrie Irving at just $8,100. We have Jabari Walker in 85% of our lineups. He's a small forward here, so it's just really difficult to get away from this $4,300 price tag. We're getting to Caleb Martin at 5,400, 40% of the time. He's projected for about half the ownership. 8K Kyle Kuzma showing up 40% of the time. He is also projected for about half the ownership. Getting to Jared Allen, who has power forward eligibility, 35%. DeMar DeRozan at 30 and then we start spreading things out a little bit more with Anthony Edwards, Orlando Robinson, Shangun, Bain, Garland, Trey Young, Tyus Jones, all between 20 and 25%. So it is interesting that Dinwiddie's not really showing up as one of our most popular guys. We only have 15% of him, so about half the field there. Uh, Desmond Bain is only showing up. Maybe I missed him. Um, I don't know. Oh. There he is. Uh, Bain showing up 20%, so a little under the field on him. Kyrie not showing up quite as much as the field. So, for example, Kyrie is interesting because Kyle Kuzma is essentially the same price, different position. We're getting 2x the field on Kuzma. We are not getting to as much Kyrie as the field. So some interesting sort of pivots there. Now, to look at individual lineups, it looks like most of them project around 125 to 140% ownership or so, right around 300 fantasy points. So scrolling down, we're seeing some lineups that look like they're a little bit lower owned, but don't sacrifice a ton in the way of projection. Uh, this one stands out. 297 fantasy point projection is nice. Only 98% ownership. We have DeJounte Murray at 8K, 5% owned. Tyus Jones, 5,600, 4% owned. No issues with either of those. Cam Thomas is only getting 2% ownership, which seems a little bit surprising given that he's 6,700. So he is $400 less than he is on DraftKings. He started last game, played huge minutes. Uh, remains to be seen if he stays in the starting lineup. But if he does, I really like that as a contrarian play. Kelly Oubre is getting 3% ownership. He's expected back tonight. Haven't seen word on if he's starting, what his minutes limit looks like. Obviously, a very weird situation with him coming back from being hit by a car. I don't have a lot of experience with how we handle that. But um, at 5,200, as long as we don't get news that he's significantly limited, he's going to look like a pretty interesting contrarian play. Tari Eason at 5% owned, nothing really exciting there. Uh, certainly a candidate that maybe we could just swap out to a different $4,500 player that looks better. You know, keep in mind, this lineup is already projected to be very low owned. So we kind of can do whatever we want when you look at this price range. Uh, if there's somebody that, you know, just projects better and is more popular, we don't have to be too worried about it. Mostly though, this price range just, is very, very unappealing. So I don't see anything there that I really have to swap Tari Eason to. Uh, Tari Eason is kind of just going to be here as someone that hopefully plays well and you get lucky. He is also questionable. Uh, if he were to be ruled out, that can become like Jay Sean Tate, for example. Jabari Walker, very clear uh, top value play on the slate. Kyle Kuzma looks good at 8K. We're getting to a lot of him as a moderately owned play at 18.5%. Then you get Caleb Martin, and you're rounding things out just like we were in the DraftKings lineup we looked at with a uh, contrarian Joel Embiid. We used Jokic on DraftKings. Embiid is more popular on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel. But on FanDuel, because you only have the one center position and Embiid is a bit more expensive than he is on DraftKings, you're only getting 4% here. But he has a fantastic matchup against the Wizards. Uh, we also get a little bit of a mini game stack in this lineup, which I like. We have Kyle Kuzma and Tyus Jones on the Wizards side. We have Oubre and Embiid on the Sixers side. Again, stacking in NBA is not at nearly as important as it is in most other sports, but it is still nice to get some correlation amongst your players, and we do have that here. So uh, I really like this lineup. It's a lineup that, like I said before, you have some flexibility too if you wanted to adjust it. You don't have to worry too much about the player's ownership that you're swapping to if you just decide you don't want Thomas, you don't want Jones, you don't want Ubre, whatever it may be. Uh, you could certainly stand to make this a little bit more chalky 
and increase your projection a bit if you wanted to. So that's all I have for you today. It looks like a pretty interesting slate. Thank you for checking out the video. Don't forget to sign up for the lineup generator using the links below. And good luck on your lineups tonight.